Over the last few weeks, during the Advent season, my daughter Taylor and I read together the wonderful book, The Best Christmas Pageant Ever, by Barbara Robinson. If you haven't read it, read it. It's a story of the Herdman children, Ralph, Imogene, Leroy, Claude, Ollie, and Gladys. They are the town bullies who are absolutely the worst kids in the history of the world. And to everyone's surprise, the worst kids in the history of the world wander into church one Sunday, their first time to ever enter a church. And on the day they happen to show up, well, it's the day to hand out the rolls for the annual Christmas pageant. Now, normally, Alice Wendelkin would play Mary in the pageant. After all, she was the meekest and the mildest of all the children. But with Imogene Herdman there, her long-feared bully, Alice feared for her life if she volunteered to be Mary. So in her silence, Imogene stepped up and volunteered. I'll be Mary. And the rest of the Herdman crew did the same, all cast in the leading roles intimidating the whole Sunday school to silence. Now, everyone expect these children would back out. That's what you would expect from kids like them. And all would just go back to the way it was supposed to be. But it didn't happen that way. The opposite happened. They showed up, each practice, more excited than the last, more enamored with the story of the nativity, a story that was to them brand new. And they still found it shocking. They wanted to beat up that stingy innkeeper, and they plotted among themselves to kill the murderous King Herod. When she heard that Mary laid her baby in a manger, Imogene protested, you mean they tied him up and put him in a feed bag? Where's the child welfare? The teacher announced to the children that Mary was great with child, but Ralph Herdman corrected her, um, pregnant. I don't think it's very nice to call Mary pregnant said Alice Wendelkin. Because pregnant, well, that's so ordinary. Great with child, now that's a term fit for Mother Mary. On the night of the pageant, everyone expected one of the herdmans to set something on fire or to curse in the middle of the angelic chorus. But they didn't. It wasn't perfect, but it happened. They were in awe of the event, and when Gertie Herdman came forward to play the part of the angel, she stepped onto stage and she yelled, hey, hey, unto you, a savior is born. And then she pointed throughout the congregation, Oprah style, and unto you, and you, and you, and unto you. Imogene Herdman, the roughest, toughest Mary you've ever seen. In the candlelight, it was said, her face was all shiny with tears. She didn't even bother to wipe them away. She just sat there, awful old Imogene, in her crookedy veil, crying as if, as if she had just caught on to this idea of God and the wonder of Christmas. That was far from the most perfect Christmas pageant, but it was certainly the best that that church ever saw. At the end of the story, the narrator tells us that this was the funny thing about it. For, for years, I thought about the wonder of Christmas and the mystery of Jesus' birth, and I never really understood it. But now, because of the herdmans, it didn't seem so mysterious after all. 
Now, perhaps it's because I read that book this Advent season, or maybe because I got a front row seat on the first Sunday of Advent to the birth of my third child. But I just can't get over tonight how ordinary this all is. This nativity, now it seems extraordinary. We have trees and lights, candles, special music, ceramic nativity scenes that are surprisingly still intact. We carol, we read this great story once more. It seems so extraordinary. Yet here is a story of a young, confused, unmarried couple having a baby. How ordinary. How familiar. They travel away from home to visit their ancestral home, as some of you have done tonight. The only place they can find to sleep is an everyday barn. So that's where it happens. That's where their baby will have to be born. No midwife, just two young kids making it on their own. Yeah, there's hay and animals stink, sweat and blood and all the mess that comes with birth. Yeah, there are angels in the sky too, announcing good news of great joy. Yet to whom do they appear but to ordinary rough and tough night shift shepherds? Somewhere along the way, we got it into our head that this story wasn't good enough. So we threw in some wise men with fine clothes and pricey gifts. But even that wasn't enough. We need lights and trees and spectacle and all. The more layers we've added, the further away we have to stand from the manger. Now today, you can still travel to Bethlehem in Palestine, but it looks very different. The place tradition says is the exact spot where Jesus entered the world, where Mary's water broke and Joseph cut that cord. It's now covered up by a massive cathedral, the Church of the Nativity. Now, if you want, you can make it a holiday destination, but no need to sleep in a stable. Steps away from the site of Mary's contractions is the Manger Square Hotel, a four-star establishment with with a bar, city view balconies, and all-you-can-eat breakfast buffet. (laughs) Now, just down the road stands the Holy Family Hotel. I'm told there's more than enough rooms in these inns. Yet in spite of this lodging availability, it still seems so unavailable. So out of reach, a nativity scene that cannot be touched. Mary, so meek and mild, we're afraid we'll spoil her if we get too close. And this baby, who is this baby? Well, he's the son of God, the king of the universe, prince of peace, mighty God. Yet he's a baby born with jagged fingernails and wrinkly skin. He nursed at his mother's breast. He burnt He cried, the son of God, wetting his pants. A baby with parents too scared to pick him up that they may break him. Too scared to put him down that somebody may steal him away. I I don't recommend having a baby during Advent. It makes you all teary. Not that I did the hard work, but still. Because they cry when they look at their child. Not because he's the Messiah, but because he's their baby. And they, like every other parent, feel so overwhelmed, so thankful, and yet so scared and unprepared that they are the ones to love this child. The Holy Family, so extraordinarily ordinary. Now, maybe it was having a baby or reading about the Herdmans, but it just seems so awesomely 
ordinary tonight. And this Christmas, we don't need that ceramic nativity, the holiness, and all the doctrines and trappings of our faith. This Christmas, what I need is just that simple story, the story of a birth. Every one of us was born. And according to our faith, so was God. God in a manger. God covered in amniotic fluid. God so extraordinarily ordinary, not born in a cathedral. Not in Manger Square Hotel, but a barn. God, creator of the universe, sure, but God created by seed and egg a baby. This is our God. Not some scowling old man on a throne. Not the lawgiver, not the one displeased with our sinfulness who would toss us out in an instant. Our God is this baby, the one too small to even hold his head up. Now, who could say that that one would hate? Who could say that that one would ever turn their back on one of their children? Who could say that that one would ever keep anyone away from this manger? Because that night, the last thing they wanted were visitors. Yet who shows up but the herdmans, all grown up, working as rough around the edges, shepherds, no family nearby, so the shepherds were stand-in family for that holy family. And they arrived just in time to ooh and ah at every baby's goo-goo and gaga. Perhaps we're scared. Perhaps we're scared of what it all means. Maybe that's why we build cathedrals, to cover up mangers and keep our nativity far out of reach behind walls of complicated belief. For if this family, if this family is the holy family, And this little Jewish baby boy is the God of the universe. Well, then what corner of this world, what heart, what person, what love cannot be touched by this birth? If this child, this burping, breathing, messy child is God, then what in the world is not holy? Hey, Unto you a Savior is born, unto you and you and you and unto all of us, every one of us, right here, right now, tonight, so close we can touch it, so accessible we can drag in everything that we bring, our doubts, our pains, our questions, so extraordinarily ordinary that we must believe it. Amen.